The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. We're going to talk about the one area that I would like to see Jalen Johnson improve in, and it's not interceptions. We're also going to dive into the mailbag because it's Friday, and that means it's mailbag day. We're going to get into your voicemails, all that and more, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes. If you want to follow me, you can do so at CEO Hayes. That's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform. But let's go ahead and get into it. So there's a lot of it that has been made about Jalen Johnson over the last couple of you know weeks, months, whatever. And there you have Bears fans that are on Every end of the spectrum. Some that think, hey, no, Jalen Johnson, you hold on to Jalen. We do not want to let Jalen Johnson go. You have some Bears fans, even in a voicemail we have today, they're just ready to ship Jalen Johnson off today if the Bears could get an edge back for him. But ultimately, Jalen Johnson has been pretty damn solid in his career at, at, with the Chicago Bears. Now, there are some that talk about the interceptions. He needs to get more interceptions. But I want to talk about an area of Jalen Johnson's game that needs to improve that's not based off interceptions, right? And so when you look at Jalen Johnson, one specific stack sticks out. Uh, while he's been reliable, and this comes from Bears Goggles On, y'all go check this article, it was really kind of eye-opening, is that he's allowed 12 touchdowns over the course of his career. And 11 of those came in the first two years, so let's, let's, let's give that as well. But he allows a touchdown every 6.32% of time he is targeted, right? And so where that compares to the other to other top-end uh, cornerbacks that he is trying to be in as far as when you look at the contract, when you look at uh, Shavarius Ward, 3.57% uh, is the times he allows touchdowns. Jamil Dean allows 4.91%. So there's a pretty big range between that. And while Jalen Johnson hasn't been off the last few years, like I said, he's allowed only 11 touchdowns. Um, well, he allowed 11 touchdowns in his first two seasons and only one since then, right? So you want to you look at that, that that could be improving and going in the right direction. That's the area that Jalen Johnson needs to improve. To be a number one cornerback in this league, it's not necessarily about the interceptions. That is something that, of course, fans look at. It's a turnover. It gets exciting, things like that. But ultimately, it's how you shut down the opposing uh, uh, wide receiver that you're guarding. And Jalen Johnson, again, has been pretty solid in those areas. Those numbers aren't terrible, but that is another way that he needs to improve. The man coverage that Jalen Johnson goes in needs to be great, right? And no, no, when you look at, at Jalen Johnson, most uh, it, it, they describe him as a zone cornerback, right? And that that that's fine. But if he increases in that man-to-man -man coverage as well as allows less touchdowns and gets in, in that elite category, Jalen Johnson more than earns his extension at that point in time, and it's hard to overlook that type of production from any quarter, whether they get interceptions or not. And that's not to say that the interceptions and forcing turnovers isn't still a thing that Jalen Johnson should look to improve in if he can. 
I'm just saying that those other areas may be more important than just looking at the number of interceptions he gets. And I think sometimes we try to look at one specific stat and make a judgment on a player based off that one stat because of how that stat makes us feel, right? And that's what that's what I want to kind of get away from, even in my own analysis of Jalen Johnson. And going into this season to to watch those type of things, how much is Jalen Johnson scored on? How does he go? How does he do man on man with his with his opponent? Right? Those are the type of things that we want to look at. And we got a, a couple of voicemails in regards to Jalen Johnson, so we're going to delve in that a little bit deeper as we go through this episode. But I wanted to at least start it off with that. But with that said, it's Friday, so you know what that means. It's Mailbag Day, and we're starting off with the first voicemail from Therese. What up, Hayes and the Cognac Boys, everybody? It's Tyrese again, man. Arkansas, by way of south side of Chicago. But anyway, check this out. So I was listening to Key and Jay Will and all them guys. They were talking about the Detroit Lions and this, that, that, and the third. But here's my take on everything. I feel like Chicago Bears had the best quarterback in our division, right? So because I'm so op- optimistic and such a big-time Bears fan, I feel like if we go from worst to first, which is very durable, and we win all these games, then let's just say we might mess around and get a first-round bye because I believe in my team just that much. We played the Philadelphia Eagles last year, and we gave them hell with a bad team. And my optimism makes me believe that if we met them in the playoffs and we didn't get out coached, anything is possible on any given Sunday. So I know a lot of people, I watch a lot of these YouTube videos, and I'm just one of them type, I'm like a Dallas Cowboy fan. I believe the Bears is going to the Super Bowl every year. But this year, I really do believe, and I want you guys to look at that. We had a horrible team last year, but we stayed in games because of our quarterback. We lost about seven or eight games by one four. And then, you know, you dropped the Jones with all his drops. That could have, you, you, it, it's a lot of things that could have went differently and we could have stuck it to the playoffs with a bad team last year. So y'all remember that year with three coin and Mitch Trubisky? When we went 12 and 4, hey, this is the way I'm seeing it. If that team could go 12 and 4, I know this team could go at least 14 and 3 and end up with a first round bye, losing to only like, Kansas City, Buffalo, and one other goofy team or whatever. But I believe that we will run the North. We're going to take the North and never give it back. And I believe that on any given Sunday, anything is possible. And who knows, man? We might be doing the Super Bowl shuffle this year. So I, I need y'all to speak on that a little bit if y'all can. On one of y'all little down times on the break or something. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about, let's talk about the optimism of our team because we're not a bad football team. And we have a superstar quarterback. Until then, bet out, my brother. And let's drink this 1742. All right, I'm done with that. The Bears have the best quarterback in the division. First of all, Tyrese, I will say this. I love how hype you are, right? I love it. I, I love it absolutely. Let me not overlook it at all. I absolutely love just how, how much of a Bears fan you are, an unapologetic Bears fan. And while I get it, Super Bowl possibility, the Bears going 14-3, that all sounds amazing. And if it happens, be tuned in right here because it's going to be exciting because I'm going to be losing my shit if the Bears have a 14-3 season. You won't be able to tell me nothing. But I think we also have to be realistic in it. Yes, the Bears win a lot of close games that they could have won because of just being down by one score. And you hope that with the improvements of this team as an offense and defense and the improvement from Justin Fields overall, which you mentioned he could be the best quarterback in the division this season, right, that 
you you start winning more of those games. But I think we also still have to look at why they didn't win some of those games. The pass coverage, right? Not being able to 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 keep Justin Fields off his back. That is something that we have to see improved. And until we actually see it, it's going to be hard for me to believe. We've improved drastically on paper on that offensive line, but I need to see it come into fruition before I'm willing to bet on it, right? And can we go from worst to first in the division? Yeah. Could we get a first-round bye? I say that's a little bit more of a long shot, but but before seeing this team on the field and how they perform, but you guys know, I, I'm, I'm fully confident in this team's ability. I'm not ready to say, like like our, our caller here, that the Bears can get into a Super Bowl. I'm not willing to say that. I'm a little bit more, you know, kind of level-headed than that. But I'll tell you what, I'm glad that there are Bears fans that have this type of excitement. It's been a while since we've had this type of excitement about this team. And, yeah, you still have your pessimistic uh, Bull, Bears fans. Did I say Bulls early? You still have your pessimistic Bears fans, and that's always going to exist. But this Chicago Bears team and how they have improved, how have they worked on this team, I, like it leaves a lot of cause for excitement around this team. And so, yes, the division is wide open for the first time. We've made improvements as a team to where we hope some of those close games now flip in our favor, right? And ultimately, I would say anything that, that is the Bears having a winning record this season is progress. Well, I mean, clearly over a 3-14 and 14 season. But for the Bears to go like something like you said in 14-3, and three, that that's that's elite territory. I don't know. Like usually, it while the NFL, unlike some other sports, it is and it you can the turnaround time is quicker in the NFL. You can go from a bad team to a contender faster in the NFL than you can in a lot of sports. But some of that comes by adding veterans. The Bears, while they did add uh, some veterans and some veterans at needed positions, we're still a very young team that that has a lot of our key positions are going to be held down by players in their first or second years. And because of that, sometimes it takes a little time to develop those winning habits and routines. But, hey, I hope so. I hope you're right. I would love nothing more than to be talking about a Bears team that we can legit talk about as contenders at some point in time. But let's let's crawl before we – or walk before we run in this time because we crawled. We were in the mud a lot last season. We crawled last season. Let's walk before we run and let's see what this team gives us to start the season and I tell you what, I'm going to be right there with any of the most optimistic Bears fans if this team starts off and looks amazing to start the season. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's for Rory. Hey, what's up, bro? What's up, Bobby? What up, C-Dub? Hey, hey, man, I was just, like, thinking, man. Uh, I just watched the video. Hey, man, you're absolutely right what you're saying about the uh, competition in, in this um, wide receiver room and also the running back room. You know, because I think the key word is competition because and I think the talent on our team has definitely improved, you know, by far. You know what I'm saying? I think we I think we're gonna really you know ball out this year. You know what I'm saying? Because you think about it, a lot of you know, that I think another key word is show and prove. Because either you're gonna show and prove because you got these dogs, you got these 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 dogs behind you, you know, these rookies that's hungry. They're fighting for a position, starting position. Then you also got, you know, contract extensions, and you also got, you know, players coming to the end of their contracts as well. So if you got players just trying to get a contract extension, you know what I'm saying, and you got to perform and see if you're still going to be on this team or not. You know, so it's going to be a lot of competition, man. So everybody's going to be bringing out their A game, trying to prove, you know what I'm saying, hey, I deserve to be on this team or I deserve to be, you know, I, I deserve to be the starter in, in this position that I'm in. 
you know, or I'm going to end up being a backup player. You know what I'm saying? And you can get less money being a backup player instead of being a starter. So, hey, I think it's going to be a lot of competition, man. That's good. And also, what you think about, too, Hayes, that um, with, um, you know, we all talk about, like, you know, Gordon or uh, Brisker, you know what I'm saying? You know, with all the talent that we just added on, you know what I'm saying? I think these guys are really going to thrive. You know what I'm saying? We talking about these, you know, new cookies and everything. You know what I'm saying? I think they're going to be good, you know. Um, I think, you know, Jaquan Brisker and, and Gordon, man, is really going to thrive in this, um, this defense, you know. Now, um, Gordon can just play, just strictly just play nickel and just stick strictly to that. And also, it comes down to, um, Allen Williamson and, um, and Lou Gessie, man. We have to see how they're going to do, man. I mean, cause there's no excuse now. You have talent on the defense and you also got talent on the offense, dude. You know, Justin Field has a ton of weapons to, uh, go to with these running back room and these receivers. He has a ton and the tight ends too. Don't forget about Tanya. You know what I'm saying? We talking about Cole Komet. Don't sleep on Tanya either. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a lot of options he can go to. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to see how Justin Fields do do as well. So, like I said, it's a lot of people going to be on the chopping block. You know, people talking about Justin Fields going to have pressure on him too, see if he's going to take the next step. I mean, I think it's going to be a lot of pressure on everybody. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see, man. Let me know what you think, Hayes. Competition in the in the wide receiver and running back rooms. Yes. Just let's flat out. It's, it's big competition in both those rooms, and I think it's going to be an interesting one to watch as the season goes on, just how that competition brings out the best in these players. But to your point, Brisker's set for a breakout season. Listen, Jaquan Brisker, I think, is, is, is on, the, on the path to being the breakout player of the year. I, I think when you look at just Jaquan Brisker's, just the level of maturity he came into the NFL with, right? The leadership qualities that he came into the NFL with. You're talking about a player that now has a solid rookie season to build off on on top of that, and he now has a better defensive line to, in front of him as well, right? And, that, and I think sometimes we forget about the symbiotic relationship between the pass coverage and 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 um and our pass rush, right? And how that defensive line and the secondary really work hand in hand and making both their jobs easier for each other. And so with that said, I do think that the job of the secondary should get a little bit easier with how the improvements we've made on that defensive line. And because of that, Jaquan Brisker is set for a breakout season. You talk about a player, you know, I talked about earlier how Jalen Johnson, I'm not necessarily looking for him to get turnovers and interceptions. I would love for it to happen, but that's not the necessary way that I'm watching him this season. And not that I'm judging Jaquan Brisker's season on turnovers that he forces either, but I think Jaquan Brisker is going to get a couple of big-time interceptions that we look at and we're just like, wow, that may, have been, that may be one of the best defensive plays we see all season. Now, as far as giving up on Kyler Gordon, no, absolutely, you should not give up on Kyler Gordon. I think moving to the nickel is going to be the best situation for him. I think having Jalen Johnson, Tariq Stevenson starting on the outside and, and Kyler Gordon being in that middle, in that slot position, is going to do wonders for his skill level. And, and just overall, you talk about a player that can get turnovers as well, watch out for Kyler Gordon to, to, to low-key get a lot of turnovers for the Chicago Bears as well. Going to be an exciting season for them. I agree with you, Rory. Let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Fred. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? This your boy, Fred, man. Shout out to Bobby and C-Dub as well. You know, the Cognac boys, man. I'm a Cognac guy myself. Hey, you know, I was watching your show. I was just not getting off work and everything, man. But I think, man, honestly, I think Roshan might end up starting between him and Herbert. Like, I ain't taking it no way for him, though. 
But that one right there, I'm like, I don't know. Because like you said, we do got some good running backs. And honestly, I think we need to go ahead and get another edge rush, though, because I was kind of, like, hyped up for Dominique Robinson at first. Then it's like he disappears, like you said. And then, honestly, then, you know, the other position we got as well that we, we made to get strong at is cut Dildor and trade Jalen Johnson because I'm, I'm over Jalen Johnson for the simple fact he hasn't shown me shit since he's been with the Bears. One pick, like, I, I'm over him, and just as well, I'm over Mooney, man. So if that boy Tyler Scott outplay and outshine him, even in camp or doing the games, whatever, Mooney might as well kiss that motherfucking uh, contract extension with us goodbye. And I think uh, Claypool, man, he's going to be okay, though, man. reason why he had a down season, he got traded in the middle of the season, and – he didn't know the playbook like that, but now he had a full understanding of the playbook, worked with Justin Fields during the offseason, so he got an understanding of the playbook. I think Claypool going to be all right, and we might end up giving him a cinch because we did give up a uh, number two and we're a second-round pick for him. So let me know what you think on, on one of them subjects, man, Like, and, and let me know like how you think we're going to do, man. Because overall, though, I think we're going to be 11-6, though, man. So bear down and let me know what you think. All right. Fred. Roshan Johnson may end up starting. I don't want to overlook, right? And the one thing is that if he, if Roshan Johnson becomes the starting running back for the Chicago Bears in this rookie year, he's going he's gonna to earn it, right? And so I would not be, if he ends up earning that position, I know based off the way that Matt Eberflew sets up the competition rooms in training camp and OTAs, to me, that just means he earned it. He came out there and performed at such a level that he was able to pass up veterans. Now, I'm not saying that I'm ready to say that. I think that development may be a little bit slower, but I also think Dante Foreman, uh, uh, Khalil Herbert, these guys, they're no slouches. They're not giving anything up, right? Let's be clear here. Anything that Roshan Johnson gets is going to have to come via earning. He's not going to be handed a damn thing, and the two guys in front of him damn sure ain't ready to just hand it off to nobody, right? So because of that, it's going to be interesting to watch for sure. Now, as far as getting another, another edge rusher, I talked about that earlier this week on a daily. I just don't think it's coming right now. I think this team is it likes what they have on the defensive uh, line. I think the improvements on the interior defensive line and how that can help the, 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 the edge rushers, I think is going to do wonders for the team. I think when you look at Travis Gibson starting now with Walker on the other side, Dominique Robinson going back to being a player that's going to be used as a depth piece and a rotational piece, I think he's going to thrive in that role as well. He's putting himself again, uh, around some great players to really learn and mentor him. So I think those things are going to all come together for the team, but I don't think we're going after an edge rusher right now. Now, as far as trading Jalen Johnson, man, um, I, I, like I said, I'm not I'm not putting it out of the realm of possibility. I just it's not gonna if it happens, it's not gonna be to the trade deadline. Jalen Johnson is gonna get every opportunity to come and show he he deserves that extension that he wants, and I think he has a good, a great chance to do it. I'm not as down on him as you are, but I understand where you sit where you sit at with that, Fred. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Book. Yo yo Hayes, what's good, man? It's Book from King Booker World, man. Blessings to you and yours. Um, I saw or heard something. I can't remember who said it, but um, they was um, ranking linebackers, and then they had uh, Tremaine Edmonds as the uh, most overrated, which I find funny because if he was on any other team, he wouldn't be overrated. He'd be up and coming. So it's just it's always that Chicago bias, man. They always got something negative to say about anybody or anything sports related in Chicago, but that's okay because. 
let them doubt because I want them to continue to think that the team last year is going to be the one from this year. They're going to show them, and we're going to show, and they're going to see what's up, and we're going to have a good year. But that's all I wanted to say, man, just a comment, man. Like I said, blessings to you and yours. And uh, also, uh, thank you for the shout-out, man, for the saying, man. Of course, man, borrow at any time. Chicago up, bear down. Listen, Book, I, I don't even need to say anything after that. You are absolutely on point, bro. Tremaine Edmonds, it's the Chicago bias. The, to rate this man as the most overrated linebacker in what he's done, a two-time pro bowler, 25 years old, over 100 tackles in every season that he's in, and, and an impact. Come on, man. Like, I just, I hate it. And it happens in all Chicago sports. It happens in all of them, right? And it, and it is what it is. I don't know why they hate us, but it, you know what? Like I said before, we'll take it. Because then when we start putting people on their ass and Tremaine Edmonds show, comes out and shows out and leads in much improved defense, I want to see what you guys then say about Tremaine Edmonds being the most overrated linebacker in the NFL. Man, get off, get off, get off me with that one, man. I hate, I hate the mainstream media. I really do. This is why. And I always say, it's people like Swifty, right? Shout out to the Swift uh, Sports Network. Like, we rock with Swift. We rock with Pat the Designer and the Windy City Breeze, right? We rock with Coach T. We rock with a lot of Bears content creators. But that national media coverage on our team, man, fuck those guys, man. Sorry for, sorry to be frank on that one, but that's how I feel. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one's from Mike. Yo, Hayes. It's your boy Mike from Pennsylvania. Hope, hope you guys are doing well. Love hearing the the triple podcast with D Dub and uh, and the Unk and the Bobby. Uh oh, I think C Dub is the Unk, and then there's Bobby. <laughs> you guys are hysterical. Never stop dogging Nagy. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, anyway, I, I'm calling to give a little clarity on the whole Jalen Johnson situation. I remember some guy named Cooper Cup. He was being interviewed after he won the MVP in the Super Bowl, and they asked him, "Who are the toughest? Who's the toughest corner that you had to go up against?" And he mentioned Jalen Johnson and another guy who plays for some obscure team in some league. I don't know. Anyway, um, man, if Cup says that Jalen is sticky and tough. Um, that speaks volumes to me. Um, but we all know as football fans, the pass rush is married to the coverage. Nobody, not even Rebus Island or our beloved Pina Tillman can cover a guy for eight freaking seconds. So when you look at what happened last year, I mean, it's it was brutal for those guys to cover anybody because we had no pressure. Um, anyway, I, I think I think Jalen's a really good corner, but more importantly, I think Poles knows, so he's going to do the right thing by us. You know, if, if he's going to sign him or or let him go, um, he'll do the right thing. Anyway, that's my two cents. Peace. Shout out to Fred. Love you, brother. Just staying balanced over here. All right. Bye. Listen, great quote there. The pass rush is married to the cover. And it, that's, that's, it is what it is. You have to have both for either one to, to thrive. And I think we're in a position to get a drastically improved in both those areas. Tyreek Stevenson is a dog, right? He's coming in, probably going to be your day one starter. Dog. 
Javon Dexter, why not be may not be a day one starter? Guess what? I think he's gonna end up earning that position fairly quickly. Dog. Zach Pickens, dog. Billings, dogs. Walker, dog. Travis Gibson, if you listen to the way that he's talking, that dog finna come out of him too, right? The way that this that our pass rush is going to help our pass coverage be better this season is gonna be so fun to watch. And for the people that doubt it, I can't wait to see what you guys feel after about week eight. I think, I think Mike, great voicemail. You're on point as always with that one. Um, and we're going to keep growing, man. And I think that this team, when the way that it all comes together, the way that these pieces fit, if the coaching staff does the job that I think that they're going to do, we're going to be talking about this team. Man, I think we're gonna, I, 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 I'm starting to feel pretty safe in saying that I think this Bears team is going to make a playoff push, man. And it's going to be so exciting to watch. And this defense is going to be a fun. I'm a defense guy. I love offense as well. But I am a defense guy. And when the Chicago Bears defense is rocking and rolling and we're the monsters of the midway, hey, man, listen, <laughs> the NFC North better watch out. That's all I can say with that one. But that's it for today, man. Uh, thank you, guys. we got a couple of updates I'm going to give real quick. So we're going to start. You guys have asked for it, all three of us to be together more on the Wednesday daily episodes from now on. We're going to all three do the Wednesday daily episodes. So you're going to have us Wednesdays and Sundays, all three of us together. We'll try to work in some other things, especially during the season as well, especially if we have Monday night games and stuff. You may start seeing us uh, all together in those times as well. But at least right now, you asked for it. We wanted to give it Wednesdays. You're going to have the whole trio going forward on Wednesday. So be tuned in for that. But that's it. Make sure you follow the show at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, ChicagoBearsCentral at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the weekend mailback episodes on Fridays and Saturdays, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, bear down. No, stop it. We're still in books term. Shy Town up. Bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.